Ready? Cross-politic worldview shotgun series. This is gonna be my favorite chapter. I already know I'm gonna love this chapter. <laughs> oh yeah. But first. on cue all right <laughs> chapter six cross politic worldview shotgun series every square inch what do we mean by that because it's his though because uh. <laughs> it's his though yeah. yeah okay quick quick story my son he's three just turned four andrew he walks through the house and you know what he does he points at stuff and says daddy is this yours Mm-hmm. Daddy, is this yours? Does he really? Yeah, he does. <laughs> he, and then I, I, every time I tell him, says, "Son, everything in this house is mine, yeah. e- even you." Yeah. And he looks and he says, "What about mommy? Like, <laughs> Especially her too. <laughs> it's all mine." That's great, man. <laughs> so, <laughs> and that's basically what this is. Yeah. yeah. Everything's God's his though. Every square <laughs> inch. No. <laughs> every square no. inch. Because it's his though. Because yeah, no. it's his though. <laughs> and so now we've come to this real hardcore Calvinistic uh, sovereignty mm. of God. This is where we pull out the whiskey. <laughs> it's our, the, this right here is our theology mixed with gravel and nails. Yeah. Mm. But you can't mm. have a Christian worldview without a backbone. Yeah. And if you don't have a theology with the backbone, you can forget it. Yeah, you have no backbone. Yeah, so if God creates the world, guess what? There's an outflow of that. There's a meaning to his creation of the Certain world. Certain things have follow, to follow, follow because yeah. of that. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so. Right now. I know I know what they're thinking. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yep. What's this backbone? Man, guys. Abraham Kuyper. He's happy right now because this is like one of his this favorite is, this quotes. This is Abraham Kuyper. Famous if you guys Dutch don't know. Dude. That's right. If Who? you guys don't know this guy. He was a politician. You ain't Dutch. He was you a pastor. <laughs> I think that's racist. Abraham Kuyper really said is. regarding the sovereignty of God, he said there's not one square inch in the whole domain of our human existence over which Christ, who is sovereign over all, does not cry mine. Thank yeah. Give that, that man a shotgun. I love that. Yeah. Give that man a shotgun. Just a clap. <laughs> Amen. He's still amen. upset about the Dutch stuff. <laughs> but you know, though, I think that every Christian says that and they will say amen. But I don't think that they really know what that means exactly. You know, right. like what yeah. does it mean that God is sovereign over everything? So, so here's here's the thing. Every Christian will say that, of course, Jesus is Lord. Um, you know, every you know, yeah. Baptist, Jesus is Lord, Jesus is Lord, Jesus Jesus Lord, Lord, all that right. stuff. But what do we really mean by that? That's that's the issue. Or do we mean that He wants to be Lord if only we vote for Him? Yeah, is He running the if primaries if we let Him? He wants to be Lord. Is He running in the primaries? Yeah. Is He is He going for president? I what? voted for Jesus. <laughs> Pilot didn't. <laughs> but this this is this is where the heart of Calvinism, you know, comes from. This is Calvinism concentrate. This is whiskey mm. concentrate. Um, this is what we call black coffee Calvinism. Can I say that, Knox? <laughs> Why are you looking at me? <laughs> are, are you uh uh oh. <laughs> well, Jesus is actually Lord now of every square inch of the universe and in our in human existence. He right. rules it he exhaustively. Is Lord. He, he is, is Lord. Lord. That's right. He is the master of all. It all obeys him. Every skin cell, atom, molecule, dust particle, every tree, every bird, right? Every heartbeat. The, every every Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> every tweet yeah. is doing what it is doing in obedience to it um, because Jesus is master of it all. Jesus is Lord over it all. Right. It's obeying. Yep. Right. Woo! Let's go. You don't even get a shotgun. Does <laughs> no. It? But Jesus says this, right? He says, are not two sparrows sold for a copper coin and not one of them falls to the ground apart from your father's will. Mm. Right. Are there any sparrows in all of the history of the universe that fell and God said, whoops? <laughs> well, I, I didn't see that one. No, 
But and then it says, I hope not. <laughs> Jesus says, but the very hairs of your head are numbered. The hairs of your head are numbered, which you know constantly. Yeah. God God has a running tally of all the hairs on your head, and 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 the point of this, Jesus says, is do not fear. Therefore, mm. you are of more value than many sparrows. Mm. You're of more value than you know the hairs you know, that are on your head. I don't even have any hairs and I like that. Right. Verse. Or the hairs on your beard. <laughs> well, in that case, Oh, that right. where the oil runs down. Proverbs sixteen thirty three says the same thing, a similar thing. The lot is cast in the lap. So you roll the dice. Yeah. You roll the dice. And it's every decision is from the Lord. Isn't that crazy? You think that something is random, but it's like, no, it's right. not random. God wrote that story. He wrote where the dice are going right. to fall. And they're obeying him. <laughs> and so when we say sovereignty of God, we're basically, we're saying that God's a personal sovereign God. Over everything. Over everything. And it's personal. It's not abstract. My favorite sovereignty of God verse is Genesis (laughs) (laughs) 1-1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, right? Yeah, right? right? Uh, And and, and you could break it out a couple ways. One one way would be, in the beginning, God. Yeah. Okay? That's sovereignty. Mm -hmm. God. Right? If if God is not outside of and sovereign over everything, what, what kind of God is he? Right. He might be powerful, but he's not God. So it's not in the beginning... Gabe and God. No. It's not in the beginning, God and Toby. Or you know, in, not, in the beginning, God and Satan. Yeah, right. right. It's right. In, God it's not and Mormonism. Right. No, in the <laughs> beginning, good. God. That's, that's all there is. Yeah, right. And in the beginning, God created mm. the heavens and the earth. God created everything that there is. If God knows, think about it this way. If God knows everything, mm-hmm. and if God knew everything that would happen in the history of the world mm. before he created anything, so he like he knew it. Like if I say go, if I hit the go button, yeah. Click. This is what will happen because he knows everything. Yeah, he's omniscient. Right, right. He knows from beginning to the end. Yeah, and then he clicks the button. Yeah, go. Let there be light. Yeah. Then God is by that act of creating, decreeing every last detail of the history of the world Mm. by that act. Mm. Right. 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 Oh, I love that. Well, it, it because the problem is if we don't if we don't view God's sovereignty in that light. What what happens then? Then at some point, God becomes a god of that system. Right. He he. Even if even if he's very powerful, but there are some things that are sometimes you know he drops things and things slip through the cracks. Then then he's part of the system. Yeah. yeah. He's not actually not really God. Then he's not really God. He's not right. really over the system. I love yeah. how the Westminster Confession of Faith puts it. It says, "God from all eternity did by the most and holy counsel of His own will, freely and unchangeably ordain whatsoever comes to pass." Yet so as thereby neither is God the author of sin, nor is violence offered to the will of the creature, nor is the mm. liberty of the um, contingency of second cause taken away, but rather established. Yeah. And so like this to me, I, th- I think about this is like the world and the universe and everything in it, in it is playing its role out exactly how God has designed it to what you were saying yep. earlier, Pat. Yep. No one and nothing has missed a cue. They've not missed a line. No one's been sick when it's their part to right. jump in. Right. Right. <laughs> Everything is moving and operating according to God's plan. So, so hold on here. Yeah. It, but what about the problem of evil? You mean the problem of good? No. Um, I, I asked the question was the problem of evil. What you about mean the problem, the problem of, of good? No. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> hey, are you I'm, I'm <laughs> is, is your headset not working? <laughs> I think, well, you actually make an interesting point. I think in this discussion, we, we always ask why, you know, did God create evil? How come no one right. ever asked the question, did God create good? Right. Well, the confession says, neither is God the author of a sin, nor is violence offered to the will of the creatures. Right. David just read that. Um, so so we believe that God did is not the author of sin, but he has decreed everything that has come to pass. 
And um and yeah, then and then everybody runs and says, Well then, you know, did God create evil? Right. right. Um and and why and, like know. like evil some sort of goo, some sort of mass, some sort of, some sort of material. Yeah, substance. You know? Right. But but you're right. Why do we never ask, did God create good? And that's what I'm getting at is the problem of good. I think people run wow. and there's, there's this catch twenty two problem when people frame this question. If evil is a problem, you have to have a standard to judge that by. Right. And we always need to be asking, where'd you get that standard? Right. right. We think it's neutral, don't we? Yeah, where, where'd, you, where'd you get that standard? That's amazing. And they, they want to ask it like they're innocent bystanders. And I'm just noticing there's some <laughs> evil in the world. And if there's a good God, I'm not sure if I can believe in him because- uh, I'm the e- neutral judge. Right. But you can't, you can't do that. Yeah. You're, if you're a Christian, the standard is God and his word. And therefore, any problem is only going to be defined as God's word, as yeah. God's word defines it. Yeah. Um, and and you know, people that aren't Christians have no right you know, where'd you get that standard yeah, from? Yeah, yeah. Right. And the Bible clearly teaches that God is good, that he created the world Amen. good yeah. and man sinned. And therefore sin was our choice. And and that's, and that's what the confession says. Yeah. He didn't offer violence to the will of the creatures. Right. Um, nor was there liberty or contingency of second causes taken away, right. but rather was established. So they were free as created yeah. beings to choose. And we chose sin and the world fell death entered the world. Evil yeah. came into the world. And so, from that vantage point, the real problem, biblically, biblically speaking, is how can we enjoy any goodness at all? Yeah, you see what I mean? No, yeah. no. I mean, I, it, you know, God is the good one. We're the evil ones. Right. Yeah, but at the at the same time, it really can be challenging to deal with and grapple with this idea of of God allowing evil things to happen in the world. Right. And and, and decreeing evil things. Right. Right. Everything that he decreed, everything that comes to pass. Yeah, everything. Right. I mean, I mean, we're talking about school shootings. Yeah, exactly. We're, we're, we're talking about my, ra- my child dying. You know, terror, you know I mean? terrorist bombings. We're Absolutely. About rape right. and, and murder. Cancer. And, yeah. We're, yeah. Right. Those are real right. things. And it's, you know? that's, that's, that's really hard to grapple with. I've got, you know, I've got a, two children buried. Mm. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and father-in-law, right? My yeah, mom. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's but here's the thing. Here's the thing. It is really difficult to grapple with these these things but the alternative is far worse Mm. okay the alternative is that evil so the alternative of god decreeing it all god sovereign over it all the alternative to that is that evil is somehow out of god's control Mm. he's just as helpless as we are he would have stopped the cancer but he couldn't he would have stopped the you know the car accident but he couldn't Mm. he would have stopped the but he could no that's even worse Wow! Because in effect, you're saying he, he's, he's no God at all. Well, in effect, and, you're and, and also he, saying that the cross um, may or may not be effective in your life. Sure. Yeah. Right? It's, it's, Jesus' uh, death was kind of a, again, you know, I hope this works. God is part of the system. Pro- probably yeah, right. my two yeah. favorite texts on God and evil are Jesus and Joseph. Yeah. yeah. Jesus and Joseph. I mean, these are my favorite. I mean, you, you guys chime in. Maybe you have others that you <laughs> really prefer. But um, the cross, first of all, um, the Bible teaches that God willed the murder of Jesus. Oh, yeah, that's one of my favorites. Yeah. I mean, yeah. here's an evil act. In fact, arguably the most evil thing to ever happen in the history of the world. A perfect man being a murdered. Perfectly righteous, innocent man, God himself. Yeah. And and he was murdered unjustly. Right. right. Okay, wickedly. And and Acts 4, verses 27 and 28 state this clearly. Yep. The, yeah. the, the people are praying and they say, For truly against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate with the Gentiles and the people of Israel were gathered together to do whatever your hand and your purpose determined before to be done. And what was that? To murder him. Yep. To right? kill Jesus. And right. it's amazing. So, like, so, God did this to his son. Right. And what's right. crazy about that, that, that verse in Acts chapter four is, is they're pulling in the whole world. 
in that. You see Herod, you see Pontius Pilate, you Gentiles, see Gentiles, Jews. you see Israel. The yeah. whole world was pre God used the whole world, right. his hand, his purpose to determine before. And they didn't know what they were doing. Yeah. You know, if they had known, I think it's the first Corinthians, Paul says, if they had known what was yeah. going on, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Yeah. Right. But um, but they were plotting evil things and God um overruled their evil intentions to to fulfill his purpose and plan. the salvation of the world. We see yeah. the same thing in the yeah. story of Joseph. Remember the story of Joseph, his brothers? Yeah, yeah that's they, right. They sell him. They lie. They say they murdered him. Dropped him in a hole. Yeah. yeah. Right, right. Um, he's a slave, all this story. And then they show up years later looking for food because there's right. a drought in the land. They don't recognize Joseph. Joseph knows who they are. He kind of puts them through these series of tests. <laughs> yeah. Finally, he reveals who he is, and they're terrified because they think he's going to get vengeance on them. Right. As he right. rightly should have, right? Humanly speaking, most of us. It wasn't yeah. wrong for him to judge them that way. That's they, the thing. They they rightly deserve to be treated this yeah. way. This right. is what makes Joseph a type of Christ here, right? right. He doesn't give them what they actually deserve. Absolutely. Right? That's that's yeah. that's really good. And so and so yeah. this is the, his answer to their fears, especially after their dad dies. They thought maybe he's being nice because dad is still alive. Dad dies, and then and they're afraid. And Joseph said to them, this is Genesis 50 verses 19 and 20. Do not be afraid for am I in the place of God? Mm. But as for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for, for good, good. Mm. in order to bring about it as this day to save many people alive. So that's so, beautiful. So God, so yeah. Joseph understands here, and this is what the Bible teaches throughout that what men mean for evil, God is able to superintend for good. Right. So he, he allows for it. He decrees it. Yeah. Everything that comes to pass comes to pass by his sovereign will. Right. It's not outside of his power, not outside of his sovereignty. It's part of his sovereignty. But God is in the process of over- overriding all of it for good. Um, this is Romans 8. Um, we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. Romans right. 8, 28. In other words, God's sovereignty is really good news. Yeah. He yeah. wields everything. Yeah. He wields the cancer. Yeah, that's right. Right. Yeah. He he wields yeah. the car accidents. Yeah. yeah. He he wields, you know, the proverb says that the heart of the king, God turns the heart of the king like rivers of water. Yeah. Whichever way he will go. Yeah. Um, and and this is this is good news. It's just, yeah. According to that verse that you just got done reading in Romans two, don't forget it's good for people who are in the will of God, who are Christians. The sovereignty of God is a good and a blessed thing for you, for those who go back to covenant, right? For those who are in yeah. relationship with God, and for right. those who are not, be afraid, right? <laughs> right. You know, either it's, you know Christ is going to be the one who is taking your punishment, right? Right. And and grants you grace, or you're going to be the one that's going to have to atone for your own punishment right. or for eternity. Or you're, or you're fighting <laughs> or you're fi- yeah, against yeah. the God who made you and yeah. is running Good the story. Good luck with that. Right. That's not going to work. Yeah. Now, now, before you move on to <laughs> another thing I was thinking about was that this isn't necessarily uh, entertained inside of one of the verses, but the children of Israel inside of Egypt, God was using that that whole time, right. their punishment from Pharaoh, hardening Pharaoh's heart, to treat his people harshly, right? To send to make a nation out of them, right. and in order to display his glory in crushing Pharaoh and, crushing, and the armies, exactly. Right. And so it was good for them, bad for Pharaoh. Right. right? Yeah. So you want to be in Christ when it comes to God's right. sovereignty, right. right? And this is why the warning is: do not harden your heart. That's right. Yeah, because because right. even after Israel gets delivered, some of them harden their heart and in they the wilderness, treated right. just like Pharaoh. Right. They, they, yeah, they end up acting more like Pharaoh than they act like the God who delivered them. Oof. Right. Right. Um, we see the same thing in Job. Um, again, um, his his sense of God's sovereignty. Uh, remember, Satan actually has to get permission from God to strike Job. So <laughs> yeah. Satan is right. under God's dominion. 
Yeah. But even at the end, you know, after it's happened. And, and God grants. Yeah, he grants yeah, it. Right. But Job knows it's all ultimately from the Lord. Yeah. It, you know, when God right. has taken away his children right. and all his flocks and all his livelihood, it, Job blesses the Lord. He says the Lord gave, mm. the Lord took away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And so God is God is in it all. Uh, it's important not to import man's definition of sovereignty onto God, though, of That's course, right? right? So That's one right. of the one of the um, caricatures, yeah, caricatures yeah. you get back is, wait a sec. So if God's sovereign over everything, then doesn't that make people into robots or right. puppets? Yeah. yeah, you know, um, it's all mechanical. What about my free will? If yeah, sovereign? right. And what do we say, game? Forget your free will. I'm sorry. What are you saying? Yeah, well, <laughs> well, man's man's sovereignty. I, I think it's the other way around. Where if God is not sovereign, then man's sovereignty is is or, or man's way, man's will, man's way of doing things on the earth. If God is not over it all, then it is detrim- it is deterministic. Man's sovereignty is actually right. mechanical. If, if I act on you, if I act right? on you, you know, if I act yep. on you or you act on me, it is it would be mechanical. You it would be um, fatalistic. Mm-hmm. We we bonk into each other. Yep. But God isn't one of us. Right. Right. He's oh, he's outside yep. of the system. Yep. He's he's Lord. Of all, so his sovereignty is personal. It's yeah. dynamic. Yeah. He's the author of everything, and because he's the author of everything, you actually are free. This That's is what right. the, the confession Amen. says. The confession yeah. says that his sovereignty actually establishes establishes the liberty of creatures, right. and right. it doesn't take it away. Um, this is this is the freedom of walking in the spirit of God's story. Yeah. God, well, I think it's important to note right here. It's like when Jesus saves you, you're actually more free. When you aren't saved, when you aren't sure. walking in oh. the freedom of Christ, you're oh. actually bound by sin. You right. aren't free. You right? still have the you still have the liberty of a creature. Yeah, you can go right. you know pick chocolate ice cream or you know vanilla ice cream or right. you know a red car or a blue Co- car. Common grace. Right. Right. But but the Bible also teaches though that you're enslaved to your sin. Right. Yeah. There, there's a there's a kind of um, slavery that you are under the power of. You're dead in your sins. Yeah. yeah Martin Luther's book, um, Freedom of the Will, is. Really, great... actually, it was bondage of the will. <laughs> yes, <Which? laughs> yeah, um, freedom of the bondage of the will by, by the good Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, <laughs> right. I think I think a helpful illustration in all all this is you know Pastor Wilson's um, said this a number of times, illustrating uh, that God is the author. Yeah, and just like Shakespeare was the author over Hamlet, right? You have Hamlet inside the story who had every. Um, decision process right. to either kill his uncle or not. Right. Like that was a real decision before him. And he decided to kill his uncle and who wrote the story. Right. Shakespeare, who right. wrote the fact that Hamlet was going to kill his uncle. Right. And everything, and that's what—that's a good illustration right. of how I, I the love the works. I love the fact too that Pastor Wilson always points out that you know people have oftentimes said, "Wait a second, but I'm more real than sh- I'm more more real than Hamlet." Yeah. And he's sort of slightly offended by that. And Pastor Wilson says, "You know, never once have I heard somebody object that God is so much greater than Shakespeare." Oh yeah, yeah. You know, let me talk about you know like talk about what offends us. What offends us? Yeah, that we would me that we would compare. Right. Shakespeare to God, or that we would compare us and Hamlet. I mean, yeah. the, the the divide is infinitely greater between God and Shakespeare than yeah. it is between humans and and Hamlet. Which means God can be far more sovereign, right? And in, we can in, be far more free. Yeah, that's right. I, I took the Amen. words out of your mouth. Yeah, you did because <laughs> it was exactly right. Yeah. Part of this for me too is honestly, Romans nine. Like does it for me? Yeah. yeah. Because when you start it's asking, straight up the middle, yeah, exactly. It, it, when when the when Paul is he's already assuming that you're going to ask the question. Well, how are you going to make man fall at fault for something that God is sovereign right. over? And right. he's like, he, I love this. Who are you? Who are you? 
Oh man. Oh man. Don't, don't we have RC Sproul yeah, right yeah, here, right now? What's wrong right with you? At that yeah. point, like you said, Genesis 1. Yeah. In the beginning, God. That's yeah. all you need to know. Yeah. Is this yours? Yeah. <laughs> is this yours? Yeah. Is this yours? Yes. Because it's, it's his, all, though. It's all mine. <laughs> it's right. all mine. And, and I think the fundamental, this is why the fundamental issue comes down to trust. Mm. Do we trust this God or not? It's all his. He owns it all. Mm-hmm. It's all his. And I think all of our objections against him being sovereign are ultimately we don't trust him with it. Yeah. That's right. No. We don't trust him. What are you with doing it. with that, Lord? Yeah, what are you what doing are you, with you, it? Did you confer but, with me? But he says it's all mine. Every square inch yeah. is his. He says, yeah. mine. It's mine. And and the thing is, is that when you trust God, who is sovereign over every square inch, this actually makes people bold and courageous everywhere. Mm. Yeah. Right. This is why this is why as you go through this worldview series, this is why this is one of the things that drives everything we do here at CrossPolitik. Yeah. Mm. It's, it's a conviction that God is sovereign over all. The Lord Jesus claims it all. And therefore we, as his people are invited in. Mm. It sets mm. us free to serve him there because it's all his. Man. The arts are his, yep. the politics are his, the economics are his family is his child rearing is his education is his. it's all his. And therefore we're set free to go in boldly because it belongs to our God. He's running it and he invites us to run it with him. And so the life of a Christian is, you know, pick up your cross, follow him daily. And yeah. what that means is you're going to live a life of learning what it's like to live under the submission, submission and lordship of Christ. Right. right. And that's, that's a lifetime yeah. learning process. And but, every day you wake up to that. Right. But submitting to the Lord of all actually lifts you up. Yeah. And you you become kings and priests right. with God. It's not something that crushes you. Humble yourself in the He in lifts the Lord you up he lifts because you up. he's yeah. king. You become a king like him. It makes right. you brave like him. All right. I got a quote for you. That's so um, good. I, I was waiting for this. Right? I was just going to ask you about All it. All right, ready? My re- my religious beliefs this is somebody, and this is not me. My religious beliefs teach me to feel as safe in battle as in bed. Oh man. God has fixed the time of my death. Mm. I do not concern myself with that, but to always be ready whenever it may overtake me. That is the way all men should live, and all men would be equally brave. You know who that so was? Stonewall Jackson. Mm. Wow. Stonewall Jackson. The people would be like, he was he was standing, you know how he got the name. It was like one of these one of the battles. He's up there and he's getting just shot, shot, shot all around him. And he's and they were like, Wow, how can you do that? Mm. How can you stand up there like that? And he says, I believe that I'm as safe in battle as I am in bed. Man. And they started calling him Stonewall. Wow. He stand there like a stone wall. God has fixed the time of our death. All the atoms in the universe obey him. Mm-hmm. Nothing is outside of his control. That means that you are absolutely invincible That's right. until the day of your death. That's right. Amen. Yeah. Right? So what are you going to do? What are you going to fight? What are you going to take? Right? Are you going to fight God or are you going to fight the world? Yeah. This is the way all men should live and all men would be equally brave. Mm. Cross politic worldview shotgun series chapter six, every square inch because it's his though.